0: As we heard, the Burmese government is hoping the vote will help it gain legitimacy in the eyes of the international community. And as it does slowly gain legitimacy, long-time opponents of the government are having to reconsider their place in a changing Burma. Bruce Wallace reports on one such opposition group. The current offices of the National Coalition Government of the Union of Burma, or NCGUB, are in a low, grey, unremarkable office building facing the parking lot of a metro rail stop in Rockville, Maryland, right outside of Washington, DC. It's a long way from their first headquarters. <laughs> this video is from nineteen ninety two in Manorplaw, a tiny outpost on the Thai Burma border. At the time it was home to a rebel army that had been battling Burma's central government for decades. The rebels were sheltering the NCGUB. It wasn't how things were supposed to go. Two years earlier, in 1990, NCUB's members were part of a wave of opposition politicians who won parliamentary seats in a nationwide election. But the military government ignored the results and cracked down on the opposition, including its standard-bearer, Aung San Suu Kyi. A handful of would-be MPs fled to Burma's border with Thailand to start a government in exile. You have to go on foot and then climb the mountains and pass the streams and this kind of things, you know. And I got sick. <laughs> Sain Win was in the first group to escape. He's Su Kyi's first cousin and prime minister of the NCGUB. He made the last part of the 10-day journey in a stretcher. The exile government's first order of business was to let the world know what was happening in Burma. They found an early ally in the government of Norway. They were robbed from a, an election victory as easy as that. Jan Egeland was a Norwegian deputy foreign minister at the time. He's since held posts at the UN and is currently Europe director for Human Rights Watch. You instantly felt an enormous sympathy for these uh, very low-key, nice people who had this tremendous story of injustice in their country. In 1992, the Norwegian government gave the NCGUB money and technology to set up the Democratic Voice of Burma, a shortwave radio station that broadcast into the closed-off country. Early on, it was mostly a way to get the exile government's message into Burma. In the last decade, it's become a more serious journalistic enterprise. Sane Nguyen and other NCGUB members also started traveling from country to country, trying to keep Burma issues on their radar. They were regular visitors to the UN General Assembly and helped shape a series of Burma resolutions passed by that body. They were very instrumental in ensuring that the resolutions talked about democracy, human rights, tripartite dialogue, all of the key issues that are now sort of the conventional and the widely accepted talking points on Burma. Brian Joseph is a Burma expert at the National Endowment for Democracy, a U.S. government-funded foundation that is a main supporter of the NCGUB. He says that, with opposition inside Burma muzzled, and often imprisoned, the exile government became an important conduit. So its role really was as a spokes organization and a way for the people inside Burma to speak to the international community through these surrogates. Now, as the Burmese government reforms, and the NCGUB's colleagues in Burma seem poised to pick up many of the parliamentary seats at play in Sunday's election, such surrogacy is becoming less necessary. And that means the NCGUB has some decisions to make. If elections go smoothly, the NCGUB will vote on whether to disband. Their funders are already focusing more on groups working in the country. Sane Nguyen says his group's budget is a quarter of what it was five years ago. The changes in Burma also raise some personal questions for the group's members. Burmese president Thane Sein has publicly invited exiles to return. Some have accepted the invitation, but so far the NCGUB members are staying put. For one thing, Sain Nguyen doesn't want to go back on these terms. If you go back to Burma, you have to go back because it is our country. I was born there. I am a citizen. I have the right. Not that because the president say you can come. Tint Sway, another NCGUB member, was a physician in Burma. He won a parliamentary seat in 1990 and escaped to India during the government crackdown. I have been sentenced to 25 years when I fled to India. That order is still valid there. And my house and my clinic are being sealed since then. And my doctor's license has been revoked. So how can I go back And, like many people who have watched Burma for a while, they're hesitant to trust the government. Sain Nguyen points out that the constitution the government wrote in 2008 leaves the generals a lot of power, among other things reserving a quarter of the parliamentary seats for members of the military. Their hesitance may not be that surprising. They've seen the Burmese government change its mind before. For The World, I'm Bruce Wallace.